How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. And to the free range human show of choice your daily dose of reality radio it starts right now this is the clay edwards show i'm of course clay edwards live on 103.9 right as the bad weather is about to come in real quick before we get too far into it quick weather update there's some school closures uh, it's not normally what we do around here but i figure uh maybe i'll save you all the trouble if you haven't woken up and seen it all yet uh a couple School districts are closed for the day. Lawrence County, Vicksburg, Warren, they're closed, closed with no virtual learning. Hines County is closed with virtual learning. I haven't seen any updates about Rankin or Jackson Public Schools yet, but I can't imagine that Hines County is doing it and JPS isn't. That would not make sense. And uh, maybe Rankin will do it. We'll find out here. In a little bit, they're expecting they're expecting damaging wind, hail, tornadoes are also possible from now until noon today. And hey, after that, you're probably going to be hungry. So let me get this out of the way real quick. Uh, we got a couple different lunch sponsors for you. Of course, we got Martin's downtown. It's uh, Fridays. It's fried chicken Fridays as well as the whole menu is available. I mean, if you're going to get blown away by a tornado, the last thing. Your last meal should absolutely be Martin's Country Fried Steak and or their fried chicken. Uh, so you won't regret it. Trust me. You will not regret it. Get down to Martin's downtown. Try lunch today. And uh, Burgers Blues Barbecue in um, Madison. Let's see. Madison, downtown Brandon, and the new location in Flowood. The plate lunch today is catfish, fried catfish, and or hamburger steak, turnip greens, okra, and mashed potatoes are your side. That's at all three Burgers, Blues, Barbecue locations in downtown Madison, downtown Brandon, and the brand new in Dogwood in Flowood. If you guys want to chime in, text anybody this morning, the Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. Just because Guns and Gear ain't on Facebook does not mean they're not open. Uh, They are fighting the Marxist Facebook cabal. And uh, they've been kicked off Facebook for, you know, advertising their guns, which they're legally allowed to do. I mean, I don't know when guns became a bad word. It's only Democrats shooting each other with them all the time. And you thought, I thought Democrats love guns. I like, a, like it was a ritual of some sort. Anyway, protect yourself from a rogue Democrat. Get out to guns and gear and buy yourself a gun. If you live anywhere near or and or in, like Sean, Jackson, Mississippi, you definitely need to protect yourself. All right. Speaking of Jackson and making Jackson safer, we had a man that was an integral part of helping save Jackson from criminals, and that is a 
Former state rep Nick Bain is in the studio this morning with me and Sean Yurkaran. Nick, good morning. Hey, Clay. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's it's a great to be here, be in the studio. I've done it, as you know, show a couple times, but we always did it by Zoom or telephone or whatever, so it's good to be in person with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you here. we got um, Sean Yurkaran here in the studio. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, man. Good morning. And I just got a text. Um, Guns and Gears Facebook page is back up. Oh, good, man. But uh, never depend on those. Make sure you're following people on all the different platforms. That's why I'm everywhere from TikTok to X to Instagram to Facebook and any YouTube. That's why I post everything everywhere. And it ain't even so much as I'm worried about getting kicked off anymore. It's the fact that everybody else gets kicked off. <laughs> yeah, you're safe. They're like, yeah, no. I think you know this guy can't go any further. Yeah, so they, they're they, like, they just they got like a like a Clay Edwards meter on the that, Facebook strikes. I have, I have a clear and present ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they learned the the shadow banning thing is real. I mean, I know everybody thinks they're being shadow banned, but the, they definitely throttled. They told me my mine was. They said due to um, election integrity stuff, or basically being an election denier and a guy that refused to get the COVID vaccine, they have pretty much told me that they would not be recommending my page to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as yeah. life goes. Uh, Nick, well, so what's going on with you lately, man? Man, it's been busy. It's been a bit busy couple of months uh, as you, since the election. Um, I had a lot of things going on, and I'm here actually in Jackson, and while I'm here is I'm getting sworn in today for the uh, to become a member of the State Ethics Commission, which I was appointed that Back before the first of the year, it was one of the last things that Speaker Gunn did. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, the State Ethics Commission, we, we have pretty much jurisdiction over every elected official and appointed official in, in the state. Uh, so uh, it's a it's a busy commission. We meet once. I imagine it is. <laughs> Let me interrupt you. But yeah, no, no, ethics, no. And, yeah. and, and, and yeah. we do other other things. And, and Sean knows as a lawyer, you got your, your ethics opinion that we issue and we have to – uh, tell people how about how to abide by the Public Meetings Act and all that stuff. So I'm excited about that. And then, um, well, we, well, we kicked off on that today. And you know, I'm just like Sean and I was talking about practicing law and uh, started to pick up a few lobbying clients. So I'm I'm not going away by any stretch of the imagination. And it's kind of funny you, you you transition away from that and find yourself busier. That, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, that's what I was talking to. Uh, and still in Jackson. And still in Jackson, yeah. But uh, you're right, and it's it's the way things work out. Um, but I'm I'm told my wife I said, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy right now with the way things are going. I would be too. Looking forward to have a man of your uh, of your character on the ethics commission. Now, I don't know who else is on there. I'm sure there's some some good men. If you make it on no. the ethics ethics commission. I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and hope that you you have good ethics. But, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you got to pick the best of the bunch, right? You know, yeah. talking about you're like you go. I mean, do you have to be vetted for that? Uh, no, we just got appointed. I guess uh, the, the speaker, uh, yeah, he gets two appointments. The chief justice gets two appointments. The governor gets two appointments. And the lieutenant governor gets two appointments. And and so they they I guess they vet them themselves. And of course, you know, Philip Gunn and I've been through the fire together, and and uh, I am the only one north of probably i-20 so uh everybody else is around the the brandon and rankin county and the coastish uh, way so uh, i'll be the one driving the furthest which will help my you mileage know, check i guess nick the, not to talk about tiktok videos here but you bet you're from north mississippi and that reminds me my first video i ever put on a little short reel short form video was just a little comedy thing talking about there's three different mississippis you mentioned being north of 20 I, and and i I kind of stole it from a meme that I saw, but there really is 
at minimum, three different Mississippis within Mississippi. There's North Mississippi, Central Mississippi, and South Mississippi. And they could, in their own rights, all be their own individual state. Yeah, no doubt. No right. doubt. I mean, uh, you know, people – People come up to me and and or people get to Tupelo from Jackson and and I say yeah you still got an hour to get to me and they're just they shake their head because of how far it is yeah we're a little bit of Appalachia where I'm at you know there's uh, 15 minutes from my house at the highest point in Mississippi in Mount Woodall uh, at Pickwick Lake which I think is one of the best kept secrets it in is the state. yeah but you're exactly right you got the hills of North Mississippi you got Central Mississippi you got throw the Delta in there which is a whole other world in itself I was gonna say the Delta and, and East Mississippi as well that's right I mean they they're all very unique the, mm-hmm. people probably just think we're all just one certain way here and it couldn't be any different regardless of your race everybody in Central Mississippi is a little hood yeah, you know, yeah. It just we just are, and I, mean, I proudly wear that mantle. You know, being from South Jackson, and then you get down in the South, it's definitely a lot of that um, Creole Louisiana influence. It, it's very transient as well because of the casinos on the coast, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just very laid back. You you know, when you get closer to water, everybody's just a little more chill. And then up North Mississippi always comes across comes across to me as a little more rural in its own in its own way. Yeah, I mean, uh, my you know my parents moved down to the coast a year and a half ago, and from Central Mississippi, and that's what my dad said. He's like, first of all, he's like, everybody's got these last names that sound like they're from Louisiana, you know, and uh, and he's like, they're in Bay St. Louis area, and uh, and he just says it's so much laid back, more laid back here. I just, you know, he really likes it because he just feels like it's feels like Miami is what he says. Well, I ima- I imagine in my head uh, that they were the benefactor of the collapse of New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like the suburban areas around here. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in Jackson when when Katrina hit, and just seeing the the hordes of people come up through Jackson. So, I, and I know a lot of them stayed there in the Bay St. Louis and all that area. So. Yeah. yeah, I had a I had a nightclub on Capitol Street at the time of Katrina, and we got lucky. We never lost power because we're on the same underground power grid as the federal building is. So, we, but we, everybody was coming up on the buses and the trains, but the bus and train station were right down there. And man, just the conversations we had, and we were the only place, like one of the only restaurants open serving food, and had power, and just all this other gamut of stuff. Well, we eventually ran out of food, serving off menu items, just whatever we could get. But that was, that was a very interesting time, and I thought that was, I thought that was Haley Barber's moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Fred Shanks has referred to the Jackson Water Crisis as, as Tate Reeves' Katrina moment, uh, the way he handled it so well. Yeah, no. I mean, I know different- and Chokeway's response was George Bush's Katrina. Right? Chokeway is Katrina. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, again, different comparisons. Nobody for the bo- for the most part, nobody died over the water water deal, and but it was still a big moment when when the capital city has catastrophic water failure. And now you got what E. e. coli or something. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, and I thought I, I was sitting there at the house, and I saw that yesterday. Like, LOL, Jackson. I know, I knew you were waiting for it. And I, <laughs> I'm so happy when it said Flowood. I was like, yes. And then, then it said Flowood, and, <laughs> and I just poured a glass of water. And I don't live in Flowood; I live in Brandon, but they they touch. Yeah. And I was like, I went and poured my water out and got a bottle of water. <laughs> I was like, I literally just had a conversation in my head about, ha ha ha, and f- foiled again by Batman. Um, <laughs> Nick, I get I had the opportunity thanks to you. Um, making it happen for me to get to speak in front of a committee in a committee meeting at the Capitol, your last one there as the committee chairman. And oh, what was the name of that committee? Judiciary B. Judiciary B. That's right. So 
And it was about, and this is where I think we all really, really agree, politics aside and everything, uh, this is about bail reform. I mean, not bail reform, public defender reform, criminal justice reform. And that's something I've been passionate about. Even as a Republican, I think that people, we need a lot of work in that area. I'm not just a throw away the key and lock them up immediately, guy. Let's let's run the process, and if they need to be locked up forever, lock them up forever. But they people need people need good good defense, criminal defense, because there's plenty of people who are innocent mm-hmm. and can't afford to prove otherwise. And um, that's right. And we have a political a public defender issue in Mississippi, and we've made that that point where uh, uh, there's a lacking of a uniformity there, and you get uh, I mean, you just take take my situation. I'm the public defender for Tishomingo County. You just get so many, uh, it, it becomes an issue within within that of, of giving them and, and the opportunity to, that, that they have under the Constitution to be protected. And we don't have that uniformity throughout the state. That was the purpose of that hearing, uh, was to try to get a uniform system, like the DA. I know Sean was a DA, but the, the DAs all have a uniform system throughout the state. They know what their role is. The public defenders are really out here kind of on their own. We got a uh, weather thing. Did that run its course? Well, we'll just take a break when this ends. Okay. We'll, uh... Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Guys, obviously, weather is moving through the area. We're going to be interrupted several times today, unfortunately. But hey, we're going to keep this train rolling on down the tracks. And if you get any roof damage, after the storms today, uh, visible or not, give Watkins Construction and Roofing a call. You know, if if, an, if a tornado goes over your neighborhood just because your house looks untouched, does not mean it was untouched. They'll come out. They're going to do a complimentary roof inspection. That means they don't charge you. From in my hood, that means free. They're going to come out. They're going to check it out. Whether you need a couple shingles replaced or a whole roof replaced, they're going to work with their insurance company the whole step of the way. They're not going to try to oversell you something you don't need. They're all locally owned, locally operated. They're going to be in constant communication with you the entire throughout the entire process, and we know how that how important that is nowadays. Actually, having a conversation with somebody, not just a generic pre pre typed text message or email that probably ends up in your spam folder anyway. Watkins Construction Roofing over five hundred, now over six hundred five star Google reviews. You know how hard it is to get five hundred people to be happy enough to go leave. A five star review, that in and of itself should uh, I should just be like mic drop. Call Watkins Construction Roofing. Check them out online. I'm not gonna bog you down with a phone number while you're driving. WatkinsConstructionInc. dot com. All right, in the studio with me, uh, we got uh, Nick Bain, former state rep, uh, now member of the Ethics Committee. Congratulations on that, Nick. Yeah, and thank you. We got Sean Yurkaran, our favorite blue haired Fondren liberal. He doesn't really have blue hair or purple hair. But he lives in Fondren, so it kind of it's purple. Bellhaven, by, my office in Fondren. That's right. That, you got to look. You got to get it right. It's I mean, pur- there's, there's a difference. It's purple by proxy. <laughs> it's uh, Fondren. Fondren is a different area. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Fondren because I got my office there. But it's uh, yeah. All right, when we got interrupted there a minute ago, um, Nick was, was talking about uh, getting some bail reform. Through, no, I keep saying bail reform. I'm sorry. But same thing. It's all in. It's all in criminal justice, and, and you're right. Uh, yeah, uh, public defender reform in the state, and try to make. The, they, now they're doing an experiment somewhere around here, aren't they? I heard one of the justices. They're doing it down it. in the uh, the. I think it was Pearl River County. That's uh, right. Or doing it with 
kind of a di- a county public. Def- you know, Hines County has their public defender, and that's about. There's not many throughout the state, Hines and just a couple. Uh, but they're doing one within that district trying to see how it works and, and kind of a pilot program, and I, that was Judge Prentice Harrell uh, who, who started that. And and I, I think he's he's happy with the outcome of it. Uh, the issue is, like I said, it's just a, a monetary issue. And, 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 Clay, it's changing the mindset of a lot of people uh, because when people hear public defender, they, they – think you're soft on crime yeah and they don't people supervisors don't want to fund that type of system and get back at them and think well we're 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 letting criminals go when in actuality you're being stronger in law enforcement because you're uh prosecuting people that need to be prosecuted but you're also in my view giving people an opportunity to maybe uh get the defense that they need and and uh get their troubles behind them and then get back in society to where they can get a job and and pay taxes and and not get in that trouble again that's the whole idea let me ask you this like uh, you know obviously i was the da's office for about 10 years and those are state-funded positions is is that the plan to make the public defender state-funded instead of county-funded that's the way i always wanted to do it Mm -hmm. was to make it the same a parallel system that's what i agree with i've always said that with a with a uh uh a head public defender yeah you know like a da somebody consistent like the federal system mm-hmm. have a have a head da i mean a head public defender and then he has he or she has assistants that go out and, and do like an assistant da and i know there was something i've talked to some public defender friends of mine about you know this potential legislation or whatever and that it's the about who's going to appoint that head guy like is it going to be the board of supervisors or the senior circuit court judge which i know in hines county for a long time it was the senior circuit court judge and I think what, I, what I've heard just through the grapevine is that that's going to switch to the Board of Supervisors. God help us on yeah. that if that happens here in Hines County. But, but the um, but that, it, yeah, it was it was always – but I heard that duty is going to transfer to the Board of Supervisors is what I've been told. I think that would be a mistake on me, a lot of them. Me lot too. Of, uh, I'm appointed – like I said, public defender, I'm appointed by the senior judge. Uh, I think you, you could do it like that. You could appoint it by the – uh, the Chief Justice uh, could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are 23 districts right now. Maybe there's going to be 24, 25, who knows. But there are 23 of those judicial districts, and I think that's certainly doable for a Chief Justice to appoint those if that were the case. There was even some talk in some states, I think they have they elect a public defender. Now, yeah, they do. That becomes problematic in some ways, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> they do I that, mean, I think, believe in... Yeah, I'm from Miami originally before we moved here in high school, and I think in South Florida they do that, if I remember correctly. But I always used to joke around, like, how do you run for public defender? Like, I'm going to gonna gonna keep tough. the guys out of jail. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, how, how do you I get mean, the votes for that? That's the <laughs> narrative is pretty tough there, but yeah. uh, still... I think there are various ways that you can do that. I don't. I don't like the idea of a of a supervisor doing that because, again, that's the same thing. We won't. You, you, are you going to give somebody that's going to be soft on crime, tough on crime? What's the What's the deal? Anyway, mm-hmm. be that as it may, there's a lot of ways to do that. Well, uh, just sitting here listening to you guys talk and thinking about it, it actually reminded me: if you don't let them elect it, you can end up with the lawsuits from the NAACP and sort similar to the HB 1020 lawsuits. Correct? Potentially, and yeah. uh, and 1020, I had a hand in that uh, last year, drawing that up, and I think I just saw Wingate. Did he just? Uh, yeah, he denied remove the TRO. Yeah, and then the Fifth Circuit affirmed him. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. So yeah. that that's a big win for the city of Jackson. Yeah, right? whether they Huge realize win. it right now or not is a. I agree, hundred percent. It's something that we fought for as loud as uh, anybody outside of yourself. Yeah. And and was very very happy to see that 
because they'll move on to the whatever the next thing is to be mad sure, about. Sure, they'll move on to the next thing. This will this will prove to work. This is going to be government working properly, and um, I'm excited about it. And if I, I'm a citizen of Jackson, I'm excited. And yeah. I get what, and I'm going to give you all a little bit of inside baseball when that was going on. 1020 was going on. Um, now you helped craft 1020. Yeah, right? and we wrote the boundaries, and I we we uh, yeah we did a lot of it. And Shonda Yates was impl- very important in that regard, but. I would have Jackson representatives, Jackson senators come up to me and say, hey, i got to be vocal against this, but can you draw this line just a little bit right here that gets this community? <laughs> no, I'm well aware of that. I mean, I don't blame them. <laughs> and and, and I know. would have people that worked at Jackson, uh, that worked in the, the Capitol, that say, hey, uh, Representative Bain, get us some police in, in South Jackson or West Jackson or whatever the, the case may be. He said, he said, I'm tired of my kids not being able to go outside because of gunshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm well aware. There's a particular pastor in South Jackson yeah. that had to be outspoken against it, but he wanted his church in it. That's right. right. That's right. That's, and, I know. that's a Start true story. Start calling these folks out. That's a true story, and yeah. I, I was witness to that. Uh, but I get that's the politics of it. You know, yeah. I never will forget uh, one day Rudy Giuliani was in Jackson giving a speech, I think, at Millsaps. And he, uh, a group of us legislators went to him and just sat around and talked with him around the pool at the at the Hilton on County Line and just sat around and talked and, and just listened to all his stories. And, and he said the same thing. He said, look, one of my one of my best friends was the speaker of the, the city, they call it the speaker of the city council in New York. He said he was a, a Democrat, liberal. Uh, he was one of my best friends. When, when we were public, I cussed him for everything he was worth. <laughs> but when we're back in there, we made, we we got things worked out, and it's the same. It's the politics. Yeah. I get that. But in any event, ten twenty is going to do a tremendous amount for the city of Jackson. What bothered me the most about the, being on the politics of ten twenty, it's because you know this was an issue. Jackson has, as we all know very well, know has a horrible crime problem. I mean, that was effect, impacting everybody that lives there. You know, I lived in, I've lived there forever, and you know these were all things done to assist the city. And I know the initial part of the bill where they um, where there was the, what the four special appointed circuit judges. Right, right. The issue was with that became because they weren't elected. But in practicality, what my argument always was, you know, I worked at the DA's office from two thousand eight, you know, on for about ten years, and there had been specially appointed circuit judges in Hines County going back to the late nineteen nineties, maybe a little bit earlier later right. than that, like two thousand one. Judge Hilburn, for instance, was there forever, and he was a longtime circuit judge um, before that, but. So the the same thing was happening. Okay, well, now they corrected and said it has to be elected if you're going to term it that way. Well, now they can just appoint it anyway because it's an ongoing criminal backlog. Which is, So they kind of just solidified what they were doing already anyway. And they were already appointed judge, judges uh, due to the COVID stuff. There yep. were already some of that stuff going on. It, it, it was a, a, a very weak argument, I believe, and, and yeah. I think the courts I think the court said that. Yeah, and that's what – you know, and, um, and then now we get down to – they got rid of that portion, and now the municipal court. And we're talking about what this is. Ten twenty is a municipal court, essentially. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to help you know the Capitol Police get warrants a lot easier. They're going to be able to do you know initial appearances, preliminary hearings in there. It'll just it's just going to. I, I would like to say that was one of the issues before, and y'all y'all were not here. Two years ago, in twenty two, we did a hearing on Jackson crime, and that's that's when I had to subpoena the the, the, the mayor to to come. No, but but, I was here. We just huh. I just wasn't plugged in with you. That's, I why, you. that's when you first got on my radar. I got you. I promise. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, during that that hearing, we I I learned that the city of Jackson does not have a jail. Yeah. And I I think that that's one thing the legislature needs to to look at this year is giving them an opportunity to get a jail because right now, and rightly or wrongly, you commit a misdemeanor in uh, 
in that 1020 Capital Complex district, uh, you could potentially go to Rankin County Prison. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to they need to consider that. But yeah, that was a fun uh, being able to subpoena the the mayor Lumba. Yeah, Lumba. <laughs> he did, he waited till a couple hours before to say he was out of town for something that was for a meeting that wasn't even on his books, from my understanding. And he sent Chief Wade, not Wade, I'm sorry, Chief Davis, over as his proxy. Um, yeah, now we we had confirmed both Davis and Lumba the day before. Yeah, confirmed both of them to come testify, and he did not testify. And they came. They called me the morning of the hearing and said neither one of them are coming. And I was like, okay, that's fine, that's fine. So I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be fun. Uh, so I get to the hearing, and a lot of people don't know that the chairman of a committee in the legislature has subpoena power. Yeah, and I and so I told I told my lawyer there. I said, get ready. Uh, so that, and then I made the announcement that. Uh, uh, broke it down the timeline that we scheduled this. Uh, he confirmed, both of them confirmed, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I said, uh, we are about to issue a subpoena for both Chief Davis and for uh, Mayor Lumumba. And when that when that hit, it wasn't five minutes later that Chief Davis walked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Lumumba, we issued a subpoena, and I had a bunch of calls saying, look, he was sick, blah, 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 all this stuff. I said, that's fine. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm – going to stand by the subpoena because they were calling wanting the subpoena lifted and i said i'm not going to do that and then uh not only did i have that subpoena issued uh i gave him one more benefit of the doubt he said look your next committee is i'm scheduled it's a national mayor's conference can you reschedule so i gave him uh, again the benefit of the doubt i said okay we'll reschedule but i'm not lifting the subpoena and so we set a third meeting to finally get him there to talk about the crime in Jackson. Can really? you imagine for a second, you're a citizen of Jackson, Sean, you don't have to imagine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was there for 40, I'm 46, I was there for 43 years. Can you imagine your Jackson being back to back murder capital of America? This is factual. This isn't this isn't clay uh being hyperbolic. And your mayor being so lackadaisical about it and so I could give a damn less about it that he doesn't show up to the Capitol, to the people that control the purse strings to possibly help him correct this problem. He has such little respect for them over politics of it all that um he doesn't show up. It, it, to me, if I'm a citizen of Jackson. That's a great point. I mean, because and that's what's kind of what I was trying to say earlier, too, kind of what you're saying, that this was going to help something that is a glaring issue to the city that everybody, I think, except for Chokeway, I guess, agrees with. And now just some results in my neighborhood in Bellhaven with capital, other than my house getting broken, but I call that my fault because I left the door unlocked, you know. But anyway, the, it's, it's, it's transformed the neighborhood. Like two years ago, I've said that many times on the show, it was getting – very violent over there. There was two carjackings in front of my house. There was, you know, there was a murder in the neighborhood that Megan West got West, robbed. Right. All this stuff was going on that summer that had never really, I mean, there had always been crime in Bellhaven, but not to the extent that it, that it happened. And it was now, if you continue, it on was that turning trend, into the subs and the Queens. It was, quick. it was very quickly. And so like, that was two years ago. So I keep wondering what would happen if we didn't do anything, you yeah. know, like where would we be now two years later in that, than that, the way the crime was trending. It was all kids under 18 years old, by the way. Like, that was the majority of the crimes committed yeah, by them. Yeah, what really struck me was we we lived on, when I'm uh, in the legislature, we had a house on St. Anne's, mm-hmm. right in the Bell yeah. community. And uh, this was before the Capital Complex District was created. Uh, I pulled in there, like, for the first day of session, met the next-door neighbor. He said, look, we're pretty safe around here, but let me give you some advice. Don't lock your doors. I'm like, what are you talking about? Don't lock. I mean, City Jack, I'm not, I got to lock my car doors. He yeah. said, don't lock your car doors. He said, take everything out 
make sure there's nothing in there, and leave it open. He said, they're not going to bother anything, but if your door's locked, they'll bust out the... Get you a good man purse. I'm, <laughs> I'm holding my backpack up now. Yeah, bust out your window. He, yeah. ain't, he ain't lying. I've been doing that for years. Yeah, like that's, and yeah I, it that's... just blew me away. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I can I can attest from uh, getting the copy complex instituted and, and then from living before that in, in Bellhaven and, and then now that it's a lot... Lot safer. Oh, right. it is. It's hold it's that, amazing. Hold that thought. We got to take a break real quick. You're listening to the soft, soothing sounds of the Clay Edwards Show this morning. Our guests are Nick Bain and Sean Yurtkaran. We'll be right back on WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, uh, this segment is going to be brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. Um, when the rain passes, about the time they open tonight at 4 p.m. probably, you're going to be hungry. I know when I'm stressed out, bad weather makes me stress. Stress makes me eat. Pizza, uh, well, I don't need any special circumstances to want to eat pizza. Get out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiris from 4 p.m. to midnight, seven days a week. And get some of the best pizza in central Mississippi, located right there at Fannin Mart on the Reservoir. There's a local sports station that their their guy, their voice guy, is not from here, mm-hmm. and he does from from Canton or from Byram to the Reservoir. Like that's not how we say Reservoir here. <laughs> that's become like a running joke. <laughs> anyway, on the Reservoir. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's at Phantom Mart, right there in front of the bowling alley. They got 12 different specialty pizzas. They have live entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights. This, don't quote me on this, but I want to say this Saturday night they're having another uh, throwback DJ night. Uh, this time with DJ Libra, uh, Jackson Staple. Oh, Libra, man! I wonder if he's still. I wonder if we're, if, he, we're, if we're still friendly. Surely we are. Um, anyway, going to be out there this you Saturday You got to make a list of that? Yeah. yeah, I've got a list of people that I didn't think like me. Anyway, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like, I like uh, big man. Um, so get out there this Saturday night. Check them out. Nine different frozen daiquiris on tap. And here's the thing. I keep telling you all. Their frozen daiquiris are available for carryout and delivery. Nobody else does that. They got the, they got the combination just right to be legal. So uh, get out there. Check them out. Hey, you're going to have some really bad weather Monday and Tuesday. We could be froze up in the house. Do you really want to be froze up in the house with your significant other without any alcohol? May I recommend the frozen daiquiris at, um, what is, what's the old saying? That'll shut her up. Give her some frozen daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. Look, <laughs> check them out. Available on all major food delivery apps. That's Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. All right, here in the studio with us, we got Sean Yurkaran and we got Nick Bain. We were discussing Jackson. Crime, and I wanted to, I wanted to say one one thing, and as far as my personal opinion, kind of wrapping up the ten twenty stuff, y'all are welcome to say whatever y'all like, but you know, and I'm gonna make this about race in this in this aspect for just a reason here. Everything that this this Jackson political class does and fights against is they they throw black around all the time. It's because we're the blackest city. It's because this. It's because that. It's a uh, black representation. Ten twenty, I think, is single handedly. Going and and the and I'm, when I say ten twenty, I'm lumping Capitol Police, just the whole thing into one ball here. It's going to save more black lives than any other single bill or anything that's come out of the Capitol or the city of Jackson in a long time. It has the potential to. If you're if you're about really saying Black Lives Matter and really loving loving black folks, 
and want to see them su- succeed and safely strive, 1020 is going to do it. You, you know, and so some of these mayors, when they, when they were fighting against this, I mean, obviously as a white guy, I, but I'm just looking at it and be like, man, I, I see nothing but the benefit here. And you're worried about some appointed judges. And this is the least, the least thing that y'all should be worried about is these appointed judges. You know, fighting crime. It, it, but I guess, you know, for, for our city that doesn't even care if the water runs or not, they can't keep the water on, it, I shouldn't be surprised. But to me, the government's basic stuff is crime infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think uh, this made me think of that. I think around the time they were debating 1020, it was uh, they did WLBT or APT did a poll or interviewed a bunch of residents and predominantly black residents who were all in favor of it. Yeah. And what I, my point is, I think a lot of times the political class, you know, whether it be Republican or Democrat here, Democrat, you know, like takes their issue and not necessarily is looking out for the average citizen that what what did they want and and I think that you know whether you're black or white you want like you said basic things the water to work I want to be safe I want you know my kids to have a good school to go to you know just basic human things that people want mm-hmm. no matter what your race is mm-hmm. and I think they weren't taking that into they were just like this is our our issue because we're the political class and so they didn't really care about what regular people wanted and that's a bad place to be that's a great I point. think you know yeah, That's no, good. I agree with you, and, and I, to me, I'm same thing as, as Clay said. Why not take the help? I mean, you're we're, you're, you're basically getting the, the city of Jackson is basically getting free help to help combat the crime issues and the, with the Capitol Police. They're they're not having to really pay for it, from my understanding. So, I, I never really understood that either. Was, they were mad they didn't get the money to do it themselves through JPD, and that was clearly y'all proven you don't have the ability to right. to do this. That's right. That would have been a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, but a 1020, like you said, is going to be, I think, a a win for the city of Jackson. And like I said on the floor when we presented it, the city of Jackson, I realize I live four hours away from it, but it belongs to me as a Mississippian uh, just as much as it does to the resident. Maybe not as much, but just as, I mean, it's my capital city. And when people come to Jackson from all over the country, uh, we want them to have a welcoming. We want them to have a city that we can be proud of and a city that, that, that shines its light for Mississippi. And right now, uh, I can't say that it does that. Well, you know, Shad White has been fighting this this fight for a little while. And until we get Jackson, I don't want to say saved, but fixed to a point where people feel safe moving to it from other areas, people feel safe graduating college and moving to Jackson again, we're going to continue with brain drain in the yeah. state. We're going to continue yeah. not to really grow out. You know, what did, what did the state grow? 750 people. And that's what it was in the Wall Street year. Journal. That's said, census, yeah. You know, that's unacceptable. When, when every state around us saw massive growth uh, through the COVID uh, relocation of folks and <laughs> the great COVID migration. Right. And, I, and I know part of that is the is the income tax. But a huge part of it is we don't have a major metropolitan area that has anything to offer young folks that want to stay. I mean, I, I live out in Brand, downtown Brandon now, and I love downtown Brandon. I can't fathom living anywhere else in the Tri-County area that's gonna, that I would like anymore. There's some great places you know around, but I love it. And, but 10 years ago, when I was still in my kind of partying and single a, and all this stuff, you couldn't have beat me into moving to downtown Brandon. I didn't want yeah. to, it was just too God and country for me. We're just me. old it, now. That's cool yeah. now, right? It was too, but, yeah, it but, was, I mean, but yeah, but it was too family. Different. It was too many churches, not yeah. enough bars, you know, so on and so forth. And I just say that to say that that's how young folks, younger folks think. Now, I, I, I was a, I was not young at the time then either, but mentally I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, but 
we can have these nice suburbs, these nice bedroom communities, but they don't attract young single people fresh out of college. No. You need a nice, buzzing metropolitan area to do that. And, I mean, God bless the folks, and I don't care for them overall, but the folks in Fondren and that area for fighting the good fight and trying to keep it. Um, I don't agree with their politics when I say I don't like them. I mean, rephrase it. I'm sure they're fine people. Yep. The overwhelming majority of their politics I don't agree with. And if they'd get out and vote, they could dictate who the mayor of Jackson is. Yeah, sure. 100%. That's what we are just talking about. 100% they could. Uh, but you're exactly right. We need to have that place where uh, kids are coming to and staying in, in Mississippi. You know, I live in, in Corinth, which is an hour and a half from Memphis and about two and a half hours from Nashville. A lot of my students, when they leave and go get educated, they'll go to Memphis or go to Nashville for those very reasons. they got things to do. Yeah. All right, let's take a break real quick, come back. I want a little bit more than two minutes to wind down the first hour. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkeron and Nick Bain. We'll be right back. Stay safe on the roads today. A lot of bad weather. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We've got about four minutes left here before the top of the hour break. Um, I think we can squeeze this conversation in pretty quick. We were off air. We were talking about this pauper's grave situation out in Raymond that has gone viral outside of our area. And now everybody is all these out, these content creators across the country are saying that there's 215 bodies buried right outside of jail in Jackson. Well, first off, it ain't in Jackson. And you know, y'all know me, I'd be the first to say if it was, it's out in Raymond. And they're also, of course, somehow or another trying to make it a, a race issue. And I think it couldn't be further from a race issue. It's an incompetence issue. But we were discussing the the family's ability to 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 sue the the, the I guess it would be the county or the city because it was the Hines County coroner that was the last person to see these. They're supposed to identify, I believe. Right, and the, but the city actually in that the Dexter Wade case, a, a city police officer hit him. Was yeah. off duty, but he was off duty also. If yeah. I remember correctly, I think I'd was. sue everybody. Yeah, right. You sue yeah. everybody. <laughs> and, and, and we're basically saying, well, I think we kind of agree there. Right, at the tail end of our conversation was. It was the the lack of having procedure. They like they didn't have, you know, a, a modus operandi. <laughs> you know, they they didn't have nothing on the books to to even how to do this. I, and I was just saying, I fail to believe that. I think it's what we call lost knowledge. I think there clearly was because I remember being a kid or being a teenager, and you know, you would hear about a friend getting killed in a car wreck, and the police having to go notify those parents. You know, they didn't just call them. Now, now look, with a lot of people, unfortunately. They don't have families, but clearly a couple of these did because their families were actively looking for them as missing persons when they'd been dead and buried for an extended amount of time. I know the lady, the kid out in Rankin County was a year, I call him a kid, he's my age, a year and a half. Mm. Had been dead a year and a half and and nothing. And I mean, the mom was so shook when the NBC reporter showed up there to show her this. She didn't believe him. She went down to JPD and of course, then they magically found some evidence with a photo of the autopsy. I think she initially uh, filed the missing persons in Rankin County, right? With the yeah. Because I remember when the goon squad actually was one that, that Chris Dedman Chris Dedman took the report. Yeah. Um, so we, I don't want to peel that whole onion back, but it, it's an interesting case, and it's going viral again. Everybody keeps sending it to me. Guys, I don't know what to tell you. They're, they're trying to make it another Mississippi burning type race type issue. It just ain't that. Don't Don't, don't buy into that. That ain't what's happening. I mean, hell, the people in charge of Jackson and Hines County clearly aren't aren't evil 
uh, white supremacist, at least uh, unless they're the black face of white supremacy, as uh, they called uh, uh, Larry. Uh, Larry was it, what's Larry's last name? Over in California, ran for California governor. Larry Elder. Right? Elder. Yeah. I was trying to say. I was almost going to say Holder. <laughs> Larry Elder. I think yeah. Holder was a car dealer here. Anyway, all right. We got Nick Bain. We got Sean Yorkron in the studio. We're going to go take our top of the hour news break. Lots of news out there on weather this morning here in the Central Mississippi area batting down the hatches as they say it's going to be rough till about noon uh, all the really bad stuff that i'm seeing on the radar is a little north of jackson but we're going to get a whole lot of rain and whatnot here i know there's tornado warnings now for holmes county let's see here it always my wlbt notifications always go away when i pull up my phone anyway pretty much north of madison tornadoes will be right back the dynamite welcome back in to the clay edwards show it's hour two let's see if we can get through this thing without another uh flash flood tornado interruption from the national weather service hey this segment's going to be brought to you by my friends over at men's health of mississippi guys they're doing free testosterone screenings right now all you got to do is text free t to 601-327-8550 text free t to 601-327-8550 and get all the benefits of getting your testosterone levels back to where they need to be. Back like you're in your 20s. You're going to be motivated. You're going to feel good about it. You're going to see muscle growth. You're going to start sleeping better. Your anxiety levels are going to go down. At least I'm just speaking for what happened to me. You're going to, um, the morning wood is going to return and your excitement in the bedroom is going to come back like a blaze of glory. You'll thank me for it. She'll thank you for it. Check them out online, menshealthms.com, menshealthms.com, or text free T two six zero one. Of course, I lost the number there. 601-327-8550. They're located right out there in Madison, Mississippi. There's another one that does a very similar type stuff right across the street from them. Some of you guys have accidentally walked in there. Make sure you go to the right place. Men's Health of Mississippi. Get them online. Men'sHealthMS.com. All right, we got Nick Bain in here for one more segment. He's got to get down to his swearing-in ceremony for the Ethics Committee down at uh, the Capitol. Congratulations on that, man. Thank you. Oh, let me cut your mic back on there. Yeah, thank you. I look forward to doing it, Uh, and I I always look forward to serving the people of Mississippi. Yeah, well, we're we're better off with you being a part of this. I'm glad to see you're still going to be involved in at the Capitol and to, to whatever your next uh, big move is. Well, yeah, thank you. And, and uh, I, you know, I don't know what the future holds, uh, but I'm excited about it. Uh, I do have some plans, uh, which, uh, you know, who, who knows? One day I may come on here and, 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 and tell the news. Who knows? But we uh, look forward to the future. Well, we like breaking news here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got Nick Bain, of course. Uh, we got um, Sean Yurkaran, my co-host every Wednesday and Friday, and uh, occasionally calls in when we got a story big enough that just can't wait. All right, I'm going to throw a curveball at you two guys. Uh, Nick, you in particular. Me and Sh- uh, this is actually a little different than what I said during the break. But I was just thinking, Sean and I have really peeled the onion back on this Fannie Willis stuff over in Georgia. Have you been keeping up with this at all? I have not. Uh, she's the DA, that's, she's Fulton County DA, that's prosecuting Trump on the Georgia stuff. And she has been allegedly... Uh, having a long-term affair with the top prosecutor, who's an outside prosecutor that she hired to do this case. Mm. And they've paid him 650 some odd thousand dollars 
And we've just been talking back and forth about it. And even Sean, you know, we we don't agree politically. Even Sean agrees that, you know, she's prop. She could probably lose her law license. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably going to derail this case, or they may have to put in another prosecutor. Since you don't, since you don't know all the details of it, I hate to hate to hit you like that. But just just hearing that, or maybe Sean can give a better synopsis of it than I can. What would you? What would be the? I don't know that the outcome is going to happen, but what should be the outcome if a DA and the prosecutor clearly having an improper relationship that she's hired to do this case? And it was obviously this relationship uh, pre precedes this this hiring. Then I then I think you know in Mississippi, I think the attorney general would have an obligation to come in and, and take over the prosecution. Mm-hmm. She she should recuse herself and. and if they wanted the prosecution to continue, the prosecution to continue, I think they have to get an independent uh, prosecutor to do that, or a state official like the attorney general. I think that would be my my suggestion. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of a unique deal because that's a very blue county, and there, it was kind of a Trump witch hunt, we'll say. And d- does does a very red state government uh, have the same energy? Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, it's it's. Not exactly the same thing, but an example would be, and I know Sean is probably very familiar with this, was was the uh, the Curtis Flowers case years ago in Mississippi where, you know, Curtis was tried for, I don't know, seven or eight times. Uh, That's the Holmes County uh, uh, furniture Mag- store? Winona, yes. Winona. Uh, uh, yeah. Mag- yeah. Montgomery. Oh, uh, Montgomery, sorry. But same, yes, that went all the way to the Supreme Court. Yeah. You know, he was convicted of killing these the furniture people, and they found they found improper prosecutor uh, misconduct and and relieved Doug Evans from it, and then the Attorney General stepped in. She didn't do anything, uh, but that that was be the, I think the proper procedure in Philadelphia. They just she needs to the, the Willis lady needs to wash her hands of the case, in my view. Yeah, the problem, you know, I agree. That's what I I said on you know Wednesday that uh, she's um the guy this Nathan Wade that she contracted with. He is um he has he actually has no felony trial experience. Nope. Like none. He was a misdemeanor court prosecutor. I guess that's what they call it, misdemeanor court in, in uh, Fulton County, for or Cobb County, excuse me, and um, for like a year out of law school or something. So the guy doesn't have – now she's contracted with two other attorneys that have substantial RICO prosecution experience, which I could see that in the – you know, I was explaining on Wednesday that – a state D, a local DA's office isn't generally the avenue for cases like this, like a big RICO prosecution. Right. Um, it's not something that you know. Local DA's office handles street crimes, what I always call it, and this kind of thing is pretty is a pretty substantial thing. So I assume I can see why she'd contract with somebody that had the experience, because I'm sure her assistants probably do not have that in that. That being the case, you would think she would contracted with everybody that was experienced, and this guy has none. And then the the, the other problem too is. Then after he's made all this money, then he started taking her on all these trips, like mm-hmm. you know, like Barbados, Aruba. And all I this think kind of she stuff. certainly got some issues yeah. ethically, professionally. Uh, like a, you said, I think there's a, a significant bar complaint for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in any event, she should recuse herself. Uh, uh, that's just completely an abuse of her powers. I, I do believe. Yeah, yeah Sean, we did some predictions. The other day, and I know I told you I wanted to have that other conversation. I think it's too long-winded to to start for one segment. Uh, So I'll I'll do this with you. Me and Sean did a predictions for 2024 show the other day. You have any predictions politically that uh, or or it ain't got to be necessarily politically, but culturally, anything like that that you you see unfolding in what I think is going to be the craziest year of our lifetime leading into this next election? Yeah, Ole Miss football will be in the college football playoff. 
<laughs> they might now. Everybody from Alabama is going to Ole Miss, so it's possible. You know, you know look, I, I've been a Mississippi State fan my better part of my entire life, and and, 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 and one thing I will say, now, I, I have softened at my age. On, I, on, on, I don't hate Ole Miss anymore, but I still pull from my Bulldogs. It would be the most Ole Miss thing ever to make it to the playoffs, and then the playoffs get canceled because we're at Civil War. Oh, no doubt yeah. about it. No, 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 I figure that, that, that's exactly what's going to happen. They'll, they'll get the playoffs, and then China will invade or something. Right. You know? <laughs> COVID-2 comes. Yeah. Or like, like, okay. And then, like, the South will rise again. Oh, and I was oh, like, gosh, dang it. I mean, yeah. can we not catch a break? Yep. All right, speaking of catching a break, we're going to let Nick go, come back. Sean and I are going to bust open a topic called Barstool Conservatives versus evangelical slash social conservatives. Which one are you, Nick Bain? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Yep. Congratulations on the uh, on the on the uh, on the appointment. Thank we'll be you. right back with Sean. All right, gentlemen. Boom goes the dynamite. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards show. It's hour two. Let's see if we can get through this thing without another uh flash flood tornado interruption from the National Weather Service. Hey, this segment's going to be brought to you by my friends over at Men's Health of Mississippi. Guys, they're doing free testosterone screenings right now. All you got to do is text free T to 601-327-8550. Text free T to 601-327-8550 and get all the benefits of getting your testosterone levels back to where they need to be. Back like you're in your 20s, you're going to be motivated, you're going to feel good about it, you're going to see muscle growth, you're going to start sleeping better, your anxiety levels are going to go down, at least I'm just speaking for what happened to me, you're going to, um, the morning wood is going to return, and your excitement in the bedroom is going to come back like a blaze of glory, you'll thank me for it, she'll thank you for it, check them out online, menshealthms.com, menshealthms.com, or text free T two six zero one. Of course, I lost the number there. Six zero one three two seven eight five five zero. They're located right out there in Madison, Mississippi. There's another one that does a very similar type stuff right across the street from them. Some of you guys have accidentally walked in there. Make sure you go to the right place. Men's Health of Mississippi. Get them online. Men'sHealthMS.com. All right, we got Nick. Bain in here for one more segment. He's got to get down to his swearing-in ceremony for the Ethics Committee down at uh, the Capitol. Congratulations on that, man. Thank you. I, I oh, let me cut your mic back on there. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I look forward to doing it, uh, and, I, and I always look forward to serving the people of Mississippi. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're better off with you being a part of this. I, I, I'm glad to see you're still going to be involved down at the Capitol to, to whatever your next uh, big move is. Well, yeah, thank you. And, and uh, I, you know, I don't know what the future holds, uh, but I'm excited about it. Uh, I do have some plans, uh, which, uh, you know, who, who knows? One day I may come on here and, 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 and tell the news. Who knows? But we uh, look forward to the future. Well, we like breaking news here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we got Nick Bain, of course. Uh, we got um, Sean Yurkaran, my co-host every Wednesday and Friday, and uh, occasionally calls in when we got a story big enough that just can't wait. All right, I'm going to throw a curveball at you two guys. Uh, Nick, you in particular. Me and Sh- uh, this is actually a little different than what I said during the break. But I was just thinking – Sean and I have really peeled the onion back on this Fannie Willis stuff over in Georgia. Have you been keeping up with this at all? I have not. Uh, she's the DA. That's she's Fulton County DA that's prosecuting Trump on the Georgia stuff, and she has been allegedly 
uh, having a long-term affair with the top prosecutor, who's an outside prosecutor that she hired to do this case. Mm. And they've paid him 650 dollars And we've just been talking back and forth about it. And even Sean, you know, we, we don't agree politically. Even Sean agrees that, you know, she's prop, she could probably lose her law license. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably going to derail this case. Or they may have to put in another prosecutor. Since you don't, since you don't know all the details of it, I hate to hate to hit you like that. But just just hearing that, or maybe Sean can give a better synopsis of it than I can. What would you? What would be the? I don't know that the outcome is going to happen. But what should be the outcome if a DA and the prosecutor are clearly having an improper relationship that she's hired to do this case? And it was obviously this relationship uh, pre precedes this this hiring. Then I. Then I think, you know, in Mississippi, I think the attorney general would have an obligation to come in and, and take over the prosecution. Mm-hmm. She she should recuse herself. And, and uh, if they wanted the prosecution to continue, the prosecution to t- continue, I think they have to get an independent uh, prosecutor to do that or a state official like the attorney general. I think that would be my, my suggestion. Yeah, uh, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a unique deal because that's a very blue county, and there, it was kind of a Trump witch hunt, we'll say. And d- does does a very red state government uh, have the same energy. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, it's it's not exactly the same thing, but an example would be, and I know Sean is probably very familiar with this, was, was the, uh, the Curtis Flowers case years mm. ago in Mississippi where, you know, Curtis was tried for, I don't know, seven or eight times. Uh, that's the Holmes County uh, uh, furniture Mag- store? Winona, yes. Winona. Uh, uh, yeah. Mag- yeah. Montgomery. Oh, uh, Montgomery, sorry. But same, yes, that went all the way to the Supreme Court. Yeah. You know, he was convicted of killing these, the furniture people, and they found they found improper prosecutor uh, misconduct and, and relieved Doug Evans from it. And then the attorney general stepped in. She didn't do anything. Uh, but that that would be, the, I think, the proper procedure in Philadelphia. They just, she needs to. That the Willis lady needs to wash her hands of the case, in my view. Yeah, the problem, you know, I agree. That's what I I said on you know Wednesday that uh, she's um the guy this Nathan Wade that she contracted with. He is um he has he actually has no felony trial experience, nope. like none. He was a misdemeanor court prosecutor. I guess that's what they call it, misdemeanor court in, in uh, Fulton County for or Cobb County, excuse me, and um, for like a year out of law school or something. So the guy doesn't have now. She's contracted with two other attorneys. That have substantial RICO prosecution experience, which I could see that in the you know I was explaining on Wednesday that a state D, a local DA's office isn't generally the avenue for cases like this, like a big RICO prosecution. Right, um, it's not something that you know local DA's office handles street crimes, what I would call it, and this kind of thing is pretty is a pretty substantial thing. So I assume I could see why she'd contract with somebody that had the experience, because I'm sure her assistants probably do not have that in that. That being the case, you would think she had contracted with everybody that was experienced, and this guy has none. And then the, the the other problem too is then after he's made all this money, then he started taking her on all these trips, like mm-hmm. you know, like Barbados, Aruba. And all I this think kind of she stuff. certainly got some issues yeah. ethically, professionally. Uh, like a, you said, I think there's a, a significant bar complaint for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in any event, she should recuse herself. Uh, that's just completely. An abuse of her powers, I, I do believe. Yeah, yeah. Sean, we did some predictions the other day, I, and I know I told you I wanted to have that other conversation. I just think it's too long winded to, to start for one segment. Uh, so I'll, I'll do this with you. Me and Sean did a predictions for 2024 show the other day. 
you have any predictions politically that uh, or, or they ain't got to be necessarily politically, but culturally, anything like that that you, you see unfolding in what I think is going to be the craziest year of our lifetime leading into this next election? Yeah, Ole Miss football will be in the college football playoff. <laughs> they might now. Everybody from Alabama is going to Ole Miss, so it's possible. No, you know, you know look, I, I've been a Mississippi State fan my better part of my entire life, and and and, and, and one thing I will say now, I, I have softened at my age. On, I, on, on, I don't hate Ole Miss anymore, but I still pull from my Bulldogs. It would be the most Ole Miss thing ever to make it to the playoffs, and then the playoffs get canceled because we're at Civil War. Oh, no doubt about yeah. it. No, 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 I figure that, that, that's exactly what's going to happen. They'll, they'll get the playoffs, and then China will invade or something. Right. You know? <laughs> COVID-2 comes. Yeah. Or like, like, okay. And then like, the South will rise again. Right. And I was like, oh, gosh, dang it. I mean, yeah. Can we not catch a break? Yep. All right, speaking of catching a break, we're going to let Nick go, come back. Sean and I are going to bust open a topic called Barstool Conservatives versus evangelical slash social conservatives. Which one are you, Nick Bain? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Yep. Congratulations on the uh, on the on the uh, on the appointment. Thank we'll you. be right back with Sean. All right, gentlemen. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Sitting here with my my sidekick and my good friend, Mr. Sean Yurkaran. Sean, I want to extend a public thank you to you about something. Um, you you have really really helped get me out of a bind the other day by shipping those Clay Edwards Show shirts for me. Oh, sure. The, the Fafo shirts. And, uh, you know, me and Sean go back and forth. We have a good time on here. But he's a legitimate good dude. I mean, he really helped helped a brother out. And if you got your Fafo shirt in the mail today or tomorrow, you can thank Sean for it because uh, he had a much easier operation for shipping things than I did. And, uh, <laughs> again, I just wanted to publicly thank oh, him and let him know how much I appreciate thanks, man. that. Yeah, no problem, man. It's, uh, I'm glad everybody likes their shirts. And, I'm actually, thanks for giving me the other shirt for my dad because uh, – you know, he wanted one. I'm going to send that to him today. Yeah, I gave my dad one, and uh, next thing I know, uh, a guy pop, post, posts a picture of it from a, my dad's little favorite watering hole, and he's like, "Yeah, man, your dad Roy was in here." I was like, "We give you a sh-. I'm playing. I, I gave I gave him one to sell well, down if there. If you're allowed to say on air, what's your dad's favorite watering hole? No, I'm not going to say. Like said, okay. uh-uh. no, I kind of want to know off air though. <laughs> yeah, it, I will. I'll tell you, it's it's one of the little old school watering holes. I love old school. That's the reason I ask. I love old yep. school watering holes. The best. Those are the best bars. Yeah, he don't even drink anymore, but he you just know, go, you know yeah, buddies hang out. hang out there. Yeah, yeah. So it's a cool little spot. Uh, real real quick, um, Lakeland Glass and Tent guys. I know it's hard to imagine wanting to get anything done to your vehicle on, on days like this, but weather like this. But a ceramic coating would actually help protect your vehicle from all the road grime and stuff from a day like this, then it's going to make it easier to wash it, clean it, and get it back all nice and shiny. They've got 50% off right now on ceramic coatings. Expel, the top of the line, the best of the best. Expel, ceramic coating, window tint, and PPF wraps. Uh, It's 50% off ceramic coating. It's 40% off of ceramic window tint. I mean, that's the top of the line. That's what actually keeps the heat out of your vehicle. Uh, Great stuff. Dang near scratch-resistant. And they got the paint protection film, which is your wraps. And it doesn't have to just be a wrap that's a different color or or a, have your logo on it. There are clear wraps also, and you'll see those on a lot of vehicles. But the technology for that has come a long way. People will use them as like a bra on their hood and their mirrors and stuff. Uh, PPF has come a long, long way. It doesn't change color. Well, at least expels. doesn't fade or change colors or look all moldy and mildewy like you see on so many vehicles of from yesteryear that frankly use 3M. You know, I'm just going to say it because I've had to peel it off before and it's a nightmare. Anyway, Lakeland Glass and Tent, 
They'll take care of all your window tinting needs on your home car or business. They also got your vehicle wrap needs. If you want to put a, turn your vehicle into a riding uh, billboard, a rolling billboard, windshield replacement, glass replacement, and of course ceramic coating and uh, all that fun stuff. So check them out, LakelandGlassAndTint.com today for a quote or give them a call, 601-946-1000. If you've got a, a little older vehicle that ain't brand new straight off the lot, I recommend stopping by in person and letting them put their eyes on it and see what kind of effort it's going to take to to do the paint correction and all with the polishers before they put the ceramic coating on. Um, set some realistic expectations because price may vary if if they got to spend three days working on it. So just uh, just throwing that out there. If it's brand new, you may still want to. You'd be surprised at what these car lots do. They'll drive them through these car washes. They get all scratched up. Um, anyway. Check it out, LakelandGlassAndTent.com. All right, Sean, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I figured you would be. I am pumped up. Look, I actually, my, my girlfriend stayed at the house last night, and I, she was in bed, and I was up another 20 minutes reading. I was like, I got to read this before tomorrow, and uh, I never do that. <laughs> so, I was, so I read both articles. Uh, the first one from Vox I found wildly more interesting, but the, but the other one set the plan. I should have read them the other way around. Me too. I found the other one. I, once I got interested in the topic, I found the other one that was kind of a little dated. But, it was. Um, well, what I liked in it has how it's – I forgot to save the links here, but I got them on my phone. Anyway, it mentioned this was done in February of 21, obviously right after January I know what you're about to say, what part caught my eye. The, the opening part where he says yeah. Trump's political future is done, he's yes, irrelevant. Yeah, so I knew that, yeah. Yeah, fast forward a couple years. Yeah. Anyway, but th- so there's a term they've coined, barstool conservative. You guys have heard me call it America first conservative, that we're not exactly tied to the hip of our country club conservative or our ev- evangelical conservative's hips. We're kind of our own guys. We, we ain't afraid to go have a good time, drink a cold beer, get into a fight, any of that stuff. Uh, enjoy the presence of beautiful women. You know, that's, that's a barstool conservative. Like, to me, that's America first. That's Trumpers, however you want to phrase that. You know, the evangelical, God bless them, I ain't mad at them at all. You know, they do their thing. Um, then you have the uh, what we call the country club conservatives, and that's your guys that kind of control the purse strings. They're your uh, political class, mm-hmm. I would say. They're the ones that are donating all the money to to these politicians, especially to these rhino politicians. Right. You know, and then in Mississippi, we may call it grassroots, you know, conservatism. And that, to me, that's a whole different breathe there but i catch myself under you know with like grant now this is i'm bringing it back to a local level i really don't need to or statewide but that brings it to to me the grassroots here are probably more the evangelical in mississippi yeah i mean i think you're, you're a good way to i think describe it like tate reeves on, where all right welcome back in we apologize for that there hope you guys over in uh south West, East, North Louisiana, wherever that warning was far or safe, Warren, Warren County. Um, I guess, you know, and, and that's relevant because all that stuff moves this direction. You know, it moves east from the west, usually. So I don't have the radar open in front of me. Y'all just stay, uh, stay weather aware. My daughter called me a minute ago during the last break. She's like, I am pretty sure I just drove through a tornado. I've never been so scared in my oh, life. Man. You know, and that was right here in Jackson. So it got rough there for a minute. I think that was yeah. that big storm that just came through. Just came through. All right, circling back. If you're listening to this on the podcast later, you probably wonder why it's so broken up. It's just because we're getting a bunch of weather alerts this morning here in Mississippi for all of our uh, out-of-state listeners. So we're talking about the evangelical, and I say that the grassroots in Mississippi is probably your more easier evangelical. Would you, okay. would you agree? 
You're more what now? Yeah, like your grassroots efforts in Mississippi, mm-hmm. the people who push the grassroots stuff. Yeah. To me, in my experience, uh, your Jameson Haygoods of the world. Yeah. You know, lean very evangelical. Sure. Okay. You know, yeah. and, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, th- th- those are people I don't mind fighting with. Yeah, you no, know? I mean, they really believe in what you know, we know Jameson does. He believes yeah. exactly I mean, J- Jameson, he walks it like he talks. He it. does. He does. I mean, he he's is authentic. the real deal. I mean, he's, he's definitely, I don't think anybody could say he's not authentic. You he know, is. like, uh, um, I'll use another, and if I'm speaking out of line here, I, I, I apologize on the front end, but I would say, uh, like, Mary Jo Perry with Mississippi Parents for Vaccine Rights, she's called in the show, mm-hmm. you know, about yeah. a similar topic before. I, her, she's very grassroots. Like, to me, she's the definition of, of your grassroots conservative conservative in Mississippi, but I would also say that she leans more evangelical. So I want to move this away from state because Mississippi is a very unique area. Yeah, it's a different, like, you know, like I would, if you want to just real quickly, a state example, yeah. like I consider Tate Reeves like an establishment kind of Mitt Romney, George H.W. Bush. Country club conservative. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's pause this. All right, welcome back in again. We apologize for all of the weather updates, but hey, you know, it's, it's got to stay safe. I'm a weather guy, so it doesn't bother me except when I'm on the air. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, that's something that gives me terrible anxiety is bad weather. Sean, let's pick it back up real quick. Yeah, what I'm saying is like, you know, I think uh, like your Tate Reeves, the world, kind of like a George H.W. Bush establishment Republican, Mitt Romney's, those kind of guys. I think he kind of fits into that mold. Delbert Hoseman fits in that Country mold. Country club conservatives. Country club conservatives. Lynn Finch. White that's, collar. But yeah, that's why I always joke when they try to do like the uh, red meat issues that they kind of sound ridiculous. Like, you know, What do you call a red meat Like, issue? you know, like the transgender stuff or, you know, pro-life stuff, the, uh, you know, those kinds of things that like just doesn't, like when Chris McDaniel does it, he seems authentic to me. Like, that's, like, something he believes. And they seem like they're just doing it to appease the masses. When like Del- when Delbert, you brought that point up. When Delbert just tried to talk about the transgender issues, I'm like, you're a Democrat. You're, you're Somebody just told you that this is popular right now. Or Chris was taking him to task on it. Yeah, I, I think that I, – that's what I even said that at the time. I think it just he just didn't look like this was something he really cared about. And I'm not arguing the validity of it or not. I'm just saying – you know, I think those group of Republicans use those issues. That's not really that's not their issues. That's not what they're you know they're like. But there is like people like Chris McDaniel on that side where that is their kind of issue. So yeah, and, and look, and I and I I think the barstool conservative in the South is a little different than say the barstool conservative out west mm-hmm. or even up north because we're all a little evangelical down here. Yeah, I think just the nature of the South. It's yeah, a, it's it, a it religious. A, like I don't care what you do in your bedroom as long as it stays in your bedroom. Within reason, within reason, um, but I'm also 100 percent pro life. I, I I don't I, I don't I wouldn't say I'm pro gay marriage. I just don't care. You know, I, I, I'm I'm neutral. On, I know what the Bible says. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're probably a little bit more socially liberal than your average conservative would say. Would say like yeah. social on social issues, except for pro, being pro life. Yeah, and, think, and the trans issue yeah. and some of this stuff. But again, I I hate that trying to keep all that stuff away from children has some kind of, somehow means that you're all anti these things yeah i know i mean and also i don't even consider this trans issue social liberalism i think it's it's actually like the reverse of that it you know um, and bill maher said it better than i can it, it's like you know we used to be about we used to be a colorblind we wanted to be a colorblind society but now everything's based on race and we used to want to be like promote women and now it's like well now we're promoting people that aren't women and so like there's just things that like the, the definition of liberalism is going to change over the decades I think, um, but I mean, I think from like you know traditional definition, you would actually fit into some of those things with more so than maybe the evangelical conservative. 
Um, yeah. And you know, like I, I wouldn't consider you evangelical conservative, Clay. Like that's what I mean. I don't. I don't get that from you. That no, well, yeah, look, I, I consider myself a Christian. I'm pro life, but can I can I read a quote? Ber- off the top of my head verbatim of a Bible verse, I, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I don't pretend to be either. Right. No, that's what, that's what I mean. I think, I think what they're talking about is like in the article we're referencing, they, they bring up J.D. Vance and Josh Hawley as like what's called post-liberal conservatives mm-hmm. where they want to like ban porn and they want to, they don't, you know, they want everybody to live in the handmaid's tale, you know, that kind of, kind of conservative. And, and they, and they fight for some things that I agree with, but a lot, I don't want to ban anything. I want mm-hmm. to ban children from being able to get, be involved in anything pornographic or sexual. Well, I think that's what this article was talking about. Like the, the thing about the Barstool conservative, it's like they don't like the left's every you know wokeness. They can't stand that because it's yeah. it's kind of canceled them. This is a position I agree with them one hundred percent. Actually, like they feel like that's like like that's they can't say what they want anymore because now you're going to get canceled. You're going to be ostracized. All those things. But they're also like sympathetic to. I want to do whatever I want to do. I don't, you know, if I want to look at this, this is all about this conservative calendar, you know, I mean, that was all with all these women and and that people got mad about. They're like, well, I want to look at, you know, pretty women in the calendar. Why can't I do that? You know, so they're that kind of mold. It's a, it's a different, it's a different brand of conservative that's arisen because, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, Donald Trump. And I've said this before, like Donald Trump kind of ripped the bandaid off of morality in politics, I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it. And what I mean is, you know. Yeah, the guy had affairs. The guy, you know, like slept with a porn star, and he, you know, he's got all these morally ha- these habits that wouldn't be considered evangelical. Evangelical, right? To them, that's why I think you know the evangelical community has supported him. But they've had this conflict within themselves. All the interviews I see with you know members of that group saying that like you know I just I don't think he's the greatest guy, but he does fight for my issues. Whereas people like me and you, even though I'm not a conservative, I'm not a Trump supporter, but one thing I do like about him is the way he is that way because he's authentic on that. To me, that's like he's a real dude. He just he's you know that's what he is. Because I'm not evangelical though, and I think there's a lot of people like you that aren't evangelicals that feel the same way about him. Yeah, Let, let's take a break real quick. Come back. We're actually going to discuss this article in a little more detail. Vox, I, I didn't think I'd be um, saying I agree with Vox on anything, but they, they put it together a really good piece over the uh, conservative dad's ultralight beer, hot conservative chicks calendar that came out and how it started a civil war within the conservative community of evangelical or social conservatives versus, uh, for lack of a better word, barstool conservatives. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back with Sean Yorkaron. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkaron here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Uh, guys, look, man, I had uh, I want to give a shout out real quick, a little little free plug here, man. I got some great service yesterday from a uh, a listener of the show who is also the chimney cleaning guy. Let me uh, pull my the chimney doctor. Look, he um he came out to my house. He cleaned my chimney. He had to put some of that fire caulk stuff in there. Uh, Sam Samuel Adams. I didn't even catch his name. So he has a good beer good, named after good him. name. That's a good beer name after him. Uh, Samuel Adams, the chimney doctor. Man, if y'all need your chimney cleaned, I couldn't recommend him more. The, he's got a website, thechimneydoctorllc.com. And, and and I did that because it's supposed to get freezing cold Monday and Tuesday, and I don't have a gas fireplace. I got a wood-burning fireplace, and I was worried about not being able to – or was worried about a disaster unfolding if I started burning some logs. Mm-hmm. And he – he proved my he proved my concerns were very valid 
when he showed me what all had to be done and what they needed to do to get it right. And I was very lucky, very glad that I had that instinct to give him a call. Man, they came right out, very professional, nice guys, knocked it out, didn't overcharge me, didn't knock my head off. And uh, I did that because the weather's supposed to get bad here Monday and Tuesday, like really, really cold, a different kind of bad weather. I guess what's yeah. probably moving in behind this. That's what it, yeah, that's what it is. And because yeah. it was warm today and it's supposed to be that cold, you know you got something ain't going to be good when it when hot and cold meet anyway that was hey, i got a chimney question for you like yeah. so i have a gas fireplace yeah do i need to get my chimney sweep i have no idea i mean i would probably always assume you need your chimneys i don't even know how that no one see, i've never even looked that up i mean i guess i turn it on well, so infrequently i never think well about if it's it. gas it's not putting off ash yeah so yeah. probably not right we'll, we'll, we'll ask him i'm gonna yeah ask him that i'm we'll curious ask him. And, but they do more than just the sweeping. They, they do like the vents on top you know like the ducts the vents whatever you want to call it on top of the cowls on top of the fireplace to help keep rain and all the bird poop and all that out. Uh, they do all that kind of stuff. They'll seal around the on the roof, seal around the fireplace and everything. So Neat. just really, I learned a lot about what all they do. It's way more than just uh, chimney sweep is probably doesn't do the justice for what all they do. When you just say chimney sweep, you think, oh, they're just cleaning the yeah. ashes out. It's way more than that. It was a, it was a real Neat. process. And you see why I don't just anybody do this. It, it's, it's work. Um, so w- with that said, I did that because worried about this weather that's coming through. I didn't want to be burning some logs mm. and all hell break loose in my house and smoke everywhere and this, that, and the other and fire getting into places it didn't be need like Tyreek Hill and the fire in his house. Like, where yep. you go? Well, look, I mean, my heater and I'm, this is all leading to a to a commercial here. Yeah, my heater works in my house, but it, it don't work if the power goes out. Mm. Um, guys, if your heater's on the fritz, it's probably too late to get it taken care of today. But you need to be in touch with Pure Air Consultants. Uh, Pure Air Consultants is celebrating their 20th anniversary of delivering exceptional heating and cooling systems to central Mississippi. And they're ready to offer you a rare gift, a free labor warranty for five years. So are you tired of expensive heating, furnace repairs, or high utility bills? Specialties at Pure Air Consultants include heater installation, furnace installation, heater repair, furnace repair, heating maintenance, heat pumps, heat recovery, ventilator installation, new construction build, and thermostat installation and more financing is available. Contact them today at mypureairconsultants.com. That's mypureairconsultants.com. Ream, a new degree of comfort. If anybody needs my uh, chimney cleaning guy's contact information, reach out to me. I got a picture of his business card. I just wanted to give him a shout out. He didn't give me a special deal or nothing for that. But when people do good service, this is my version of a five-star review. Awesome. All right, so circling back to our topic at hand. Oh, look, Guns and Gear text line 769-241-1944, 769-241-1944. What do you consider yourself, a barstool conservative or a social-slash-evangelical conservative? There's no wrong answer. This isn't a, this isn't like a real civil war between us here. I'm just curious. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not judging anybody on this. Anyway, so... Th- I did a story about this over the, I think it was that week between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had checked out. I don't know, you know, didn't didn't do a whole lot of downloads. Maybe the interest just wasn't there, but I found it wildly interesting. And it's a, the Conservative Dad's Ultralight Beer came out with a calendar. Yeah. And um, it's called Conservative Dad's Real Women of America 2024 calendar. It had Riley Gaines on the cover. You know, Riley's been a very outspoken warrior. Um, of course, they call her anti-trans. I, mean, I don't know if she's anti-trans. She just didn't think dudes should be able to compete against women in sports, particularly college sports. Uh, she was the swimmer for Kentucky who lost the national title to uh, that nut job guy that 
that thought he was a pretended to be a female. Leah Thomas. Leah so, Thomas. So yeah. Okay, yeah. Who who has a girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> A biological female girlfriend. Make it make sense. And he's a biological <laughs> male pretending. Like, I don't even think he's really, quote, unquote, trans. He was just pretending. Yeah. You know, he was trans cosplay, and so he could go compete and win. But we could, <laughs> we could have a whole conversation about the Leah Thomas debacle. But stay, staying on this topic, it, it, she is one of only two other people in the magazine that are or in the calendar that are wearing a bikini. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a, the gorgeous black girl, Kim Klasick. In there, yeah. Uh, I think she ran up in Baltimore for a, a, a to be a representative from Baltimore. Uh, she's clothed. I, I don't know who the other one in there is. It's a bikini, but again, it's it's a, it's irrelevant. But this set off a civil war inside the conservative party with a traitor, Trump traitor Jenna Ellis, uh, chiming in and saying, "This is the problem with conservatives who think they can just." can act just like the secular world one uh she says if conservatives aren't morally grounded christians what are we even conserving and my answer is that is small government you can be an atheist and still be a conservative right it's plenty of gay conservatives yeah like i don't think conservative means you have to be a christian now i I'm going to sound a bit like a hypocrite because I've always said that if you're running with an R beside your name, I assume you're Christian, I assume you're pro-life, and I assume you're pro-Second and First Amendment. But I could I could be wavered a little bit on you having to be a Christian um, as long as you're going to vote properly and help preserve Christians' rights and whatnot. Because I think that's, at the end of the day, I really think that's Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Donald Trump's a first in line at the church guy. <laughs> I'm going to guess he's not. You know, no. but... But he's going he's gonna to put forth things to protect our rights to be Christian, our freedoms of religion. Well, I think that's kind of the deal evangelicals have made with themselves over the last eight years. And I was just watching some interviews with them in Iowa for the caucuses here coming up on Monday. And uh, that's what they said. They said, look, you know, I, I don't really care for his mor- morality, but he protects us. And yep. that's kind of what, and that's been, that's the same kind of theme that's been running over, you know, since he announced he's running for president. And that's the way it should be. To me, I think that's, that's the way it should be. You know, Trump. If nothing else, I hope Trump. Brought, I hope Trump's legacy, other than the Supreme Court, like his legacy as a president, how we look at him, is how he eliminated the fake from politics. Like well, he, he he may be he he he's created this all this this universe where you have to be authentic. Yeah, I mean, I think that's you know that's a part and that I that I have always liked about about him is that. You know, I've always had a problem, and I think one of the things, you know, obviously when I was younger became liberal was that this fake morality thing where, yeah, look, there's people legitimately are, you know, live, walk the walk, right, and do those kinds of things. But so many times what we have are we have these scandals where somebody, you know, purports to be like the super Christian, right? And then they get caught in a threesome like the Moms for Liberty people. And, you know, or some, you know, so many examples of that every year, whoever it is, um, that we talked about John Henson on this show who, you know, was, was a Republican congressman that eventually came out. He was, you know, having sex in the Library of Congress or wherever it was. I mean, they're just, you know, pick, pick your person on that. I think what people hate more than anything is not the actual act, like that you had a threesome or that you're gay. It's the hypocrisy that bothers people, that makes people angry. They're tired of hypocrisy. Like, you know, okay, you say you're an evangelical Christian, but then you're in, you know, you're out at you know, you're out at the bar sleeping with somebody in the bathroom. I mean, that's what that's where I think people can't stand that. Like saying this and then like, you know, you're doing that. So Yeah, I you know, I, I I'm not gonna say you're right or wrong on that. I I do think that's why we need to 
Christians need to, not Christians, I'm sorry, conservatives, they need to be more clear. Are, 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 are you America first or are you evangelical? If you're evangelical, you need to walk it like you talk it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I presume that's what you're saying there. That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying if you decide that, look, I am a pro-life, uh, I, I don't believe in, you know, pornography, I don't believe in drinking, I don't believe, whatever, you know, these, like you're putting these hard conservative, moral conservative values out there. It, look, if that's what you believe, I respect that. That's fine. I've got no problem with that. But when you say that in public and that's what you push and then you do another thing, that's where not only I, I think people in general have take issue with that. Like they sure. don't, they don't like that kind of stuff. Well, because no, then it shines a negative light on the entire conservative side, right? Because they lump everybody in together. Say, so well, all conservatives have to be evangelical, uh, ban everything, one hundred percent morality, police conservatives. And I'm just here to say that we're all very complex individuals. We're very complicated individuals. Um, I can be, I can be a Christian. I can be one hundred percent pro life. But I should also think that pornography should be accessible by anybody 18 and up. Right. You know, I think strip clubs should exist. You know, whether I, whether I want to go or not, people should have the choice. I don't think government should be in every aspect of our lives. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't have to tell me what I'm supposed to believe or what I'm supposed to do. If it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Now, it's different if it's like something that affects you, and that's the whole, you know, always an argument. But if it doesn't affect you, like if I want to go watch porn all day, I mean, isn't that my business to do that as a grown adult? I, you know, I don't see why somebody needs to legislate that. So, No, I agree wholeheartedly. Let's read a few texts and take our last break of the day. Uh, David on the Guns and Gear text line says... Definitely barstool conservative. And I got a message here on Facebook from Josh. Josh says, I'm the type of conservative that can sit around having adult drinks and talk to someone about God and accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Whatever that makes me. I guess some would call me a hypocrite, but I know what's in my heart and where my soul will go when I die. And I don't know that I could have said that any better myself. I think that's a great way to put it. I think it's great. I mean, you know, I, I think... Jesus would be cool with that. Like, you know, I mean, I don't think, I think that's kind of the whole, you know, the whole point of it. Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, I agree exactly what he said. But. If Jesus walked the earth today, he would be walking in bars trying to save people. That's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to say. Get it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what, yeah, exactly what he, he would be doing. I, he wouldn't, I don't think he'd be the first guy in line at church. I think he would be at the bar trying to, trying to talk to him, you know, about getting saved. So. Yeah, I mean, the whole preaching to a choir thing. Yeah, exactly. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on WYAB. We've got about a minute left to go. Let's try to take a call real quick. Hey, caller, you got about a minute here at the end of the show. Shoot. Oh, they hung up. They chose not to take their minute. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Daryl. Um, you know, Sean, good show today. We, no. we, we were talking about doing a separate podcast today, discussing this. I think we may hold off. But this is a conversation I want to have in depth without weather. Uh, interruptions and maybe get I would love to get you guys input on this I think it's an important conversation to have with the listening audience of evangelical conservatives versus there's really more than two yeah you got your barstool conservative but I'm just looking at it on a national level here like what are you voting for are you voting 100% based on your religion or are you voting on and this is strictly a conversation for conservatives are you voting on smaller government and more free reign to do what you want in your life? Um, we can't want to ban everything and then tell the government, my body, my choice. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, exactly. Yeah, you can't, I mean, doesn't, I mean, you know, doesn't work that way. No, we're, we're, or it shouldn't work that way at least. No. All right, Sean. Thank you. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.